Hello, welcome to Accountable Love, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz. I'm Jerry. And today we'll be talking about how people use traumatic experiences as a crutch in their relationships. Jerry, read the definition of trauma. The definition of trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Now, in no way are we saying you should take a traumatic experience as a light thing. Exactly. I mean, people, you know, they lose parents, they grow up in... Um, abusive households. Abusive households. They've been they, molested. Yeah, they have all. There's all kinds of things that make a human being or experiences that human beings go through that are very painful. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Whether you know, it could it could even be losing losing a loved one, losing a partner, having mm -hmm. you know having them cheat on you, having them do disturbing things to you. You know, mm -hmm. it's all kinds of things that do occur. Mm -hmm. Now, in no way are we saying it's okay. Yeah. But. And there is a but. We have to now believe that when you now enter something new or a new relationship, you're now either seeking, you're going to seek help for that, for those traumatic experiences, or you're going to now say, I already got the help necessary, and now I'm looking for more happier times to now offset those traumatic things that happened to you because we are our experiences, and our experiences are going to make us, you know, who we are. So, if you had a traumatic experience and you define it as who you are, then you're not opening your mind for new experiences and new healthy and loving experiences. And a lot of people do stay in those places with the trauma. Well, yeah, because they are afraid to really live life because they are scared. So they stay in the scared place and they don't, they have, you know, trust issues. And because of their trust issues, they're unable to really forge these you know, healthy relationships. So they want to stay in their, their bubble and they think that that's okay, but it really isn't okay because not everyone is out to get you. Not everyone is out to hurt you. Not everyone is going to be, is going to give you the same experience that you had in the past. So you, you have to go in, you know, knowing that, go in, you know, building new relationships with people and understanding that everyone is not, is, is out to, to get you and coming from a negative place. Now, we need to really look at it. Like, let's be clear here. They are be, they're now becoming another person's traumatic experience. Yeah. Because they're mm -hmm. coming in and they're becoming partners from hell. Yeah. Or they're mm -hmm. coming in and all the whole relationship revolves around what happened to them in the past. Mm -hmm. But when you actually enter the new relationship and you're looking for healthy relationships, it's not about the past. It's more about your future. Mm -hmm. Should you use your past? Should you talk about your past? Mm -hmm. Should you have those moments mm -hmm. where you're crying and you're very vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Of course. You should put it all on the table, let them know. But that partner is there to assist you and support you, not there for you to hold on to those things and control them with it. Mm -hmm. Basically saying there's certain things that you can't talk about and there's mm -hmm. certain things you can't say and there's certain things that are inconsiderate about saying, or I really don't want to talk about this anytime you deem it right to not talk about it. Y'all could be watching a movie and something in the movie reminds you of something and you shut down. That... It's not healthy. Mm -hmm. This is somebody you care about. This is somebody you love. This is somebody you're trying to spend the rest of your life with. Or it could even be a friend that's dedicated and devoted to, to, to your health, to your mental health. And it's that at that point when it arises, that's when it's time to talk about it. That's when it's time to let it out and have a discussion. And I mean, when I say have a discussion, I'm not saying dominate it and get all emotional and dictate what the person can or can't say. But really having the hardcore back and forth or dialogue about it. So, so y'all could come to a resolution. Whereas you can watch that show or that movie or whatever triggered it over, over and over again, and at some point it doesn't cause that same, 
level of distress. Well, yeah, and it's also trusting the people that are around you, trusting that they are they also have your best interest at heart. Trust that they're not going to use your traumatic experience against you. Trust that they're not going to, you know, make fun or make light of the fact that you had a traumatic experience and that if they're encouraging you to move forward, it's not because they don't care, it's because they do care. And they're encouraging, encouraging you to move forward because they want you to live your best life and they want you to be happy and free of, of your traumatic experience. So when someone says, you know, you need to move forward, it's not dismissing the fact that you were hurt. It's not dismissing the fact that you're struggling. It's just acknowledging that you're struggling and that you're hurting and that you need to move past that. And that with you have people around you that will help you move past it. Definitely. And I mean, you have to look at the word choice. Sometimes people that you do come in contact with don't have the proper wording, but they have the yeah. absolute proper mm -hmm. heart. Yes, absolutely. So you understand where their heart is. So they mm -hmm. may say move forward. It may trigger something in you because... Other people who try to harm you told mm -hmm. you to move forward. Mm -hmm. Or when you try to, mm -hmm. you know, when you try to confront them, that's what their main thing was to move forward. Mm -hmm. But understand, their move forward is not the same as a person that's heartfelt and want to help you through the traumatic experience move forward. Those mm -hmm. are two different things. They mean two different things. Mm -hmm. That person is telling you and they're telling you to acknowledge the fact that you have a future. And you have happiness in your future. And you mm -hmm. dictate that. You yes. create that. Take control of your life. Mm -hmm. Take control of how you're going to live the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. That's what that person is saying because they're there to support you. Mm -hmm. The other person is saying that I did what I did to you and I'm not really, I'm saying sorry, but I'm not really sorry because I'm not really re willing to take responsibility for the fact that I harmed you or I hurt you in that manner. Mm -hmm. So they're telling you to move forward just so they can get rid of their guilt mm -hmm. and not have to deal with the situation. But you have to know that based on the person who is speaking to you. Mm -hmm. You have to know that based on the person, the person's intentions. And to do that or to read that person's intentions, you have to first put yourself in a position to succeed. So you're not going to surround yourself with people that are going to consistently hurt you or people that don't really want to hear what you have to say or people that are now, because you know, you do have those people or those friends that you will call friends that, oh, you bringing down the mood and they're mm -hmm. doing it for selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. They really don't want to hear your traumatic experience for selfish reasons mm -hmm. because they don't want to feel bad or they don't want you to mess up a mood or they don't want to deal with what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. They just want to have happy times with you and just laugh and joke and be silly with you. Mm -hmm. But then there's those people that you really should have around you and surround yourself with that really encourage you to actually go there a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Actually, in spaces that you're feeling that way, actually go there. They might bring it up. Mm -hmm. So you have to go there. So you have to you have to acknowledge those people from the beginning and have an understanding that those are the people that's going to help you through it. But you also, you also have to have a level of vulnerability. So most people are afraid to be vulnerable because they're afraid that someone's going to take advantage of the fact that they're vulnerable. And as, as it's easier said than done, obviously, but... It's, it's necessary. So it's necessary for you to put yourself out there so that you can weed out the bullshit. So that when you are being yourself and putting your guard down, if somebody takes advantage of that or somebody misuses that, then those are people that don't belong in your circle. Those are not the people that we speak of. We speak of the people that you know that you can be you could be vulnerable, you could you could be yourself, and they're not gonna take advantage. They're gonna, you know, try to guide you in the right way. But on top of that, you know, not everyone wants a Debbie Downer either. So yes, we're gonna encourage you out to get out the dark place. But if you're always in that dark place and you're not trying to do anything to get out of it, that's an issue too. You're creating an unhealthy yeah, environment. Exactly. Like no one wants to be around that person. No one wants to hang out with that person. People, you know, do it because they feel like a sense of obligation, but it's it's it 
that's a healthy balance. It, it, yeah, it, it, you have to give something in a relationship too. Like you don't always want to be around the person that you have to help out of every single problem. Or just pretty much help them get out their own way. Yeah, because like, that's it's not exhausting. a friendship. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's not a relationship. It's just me assisting you and helping you. Yeah, and then and 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 but it's also the the part part about. Um, situations like that sometimes is that you assist them and they don't even want to assist themselves like they really can't get out their own way Definitely. so it, it's really it's 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 a partnership it's it's an understanding it's a in, in order for for both people to hold each other accountable you have to have an agreement the agreement is that you know we'll help each other through the things that we need to help each other through but it's not it's not going to be this one-sided situation and yes there's going to be times when you may be going through something greater than me Definitely. But at the same time, it's, that's not going to dominate the relationship. Definitely. You know what I mean? That's not going to be the relationship. that's the biggest thing. Understand that the person that is the leader in that relationship at that particular time is the person who has the healthier approach and the mm -hmm. healthier view of life. Mm -hmm. If you're stuck in a hole and they lift you out the hole, you're not mm -hmm. in the hole anymore. So yeah. if you're constantly living in the hole when you're living on ground yeah, or you're on issue. land, mm -hmm. you got to understand like you're out the hole already. So now it's time to start the new your new existence out the hole. No matter how many, how long you've been in the hole, you're out the hole now. Yeah. Why? Because that person extended and actually lift you out the hole. Now it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you have to take them in consideration, they have to take you in consideration. Your traumatic experience should not dictate the whole relationship. Mm -hmm. It should not dictate how the relationship is run. Really, the person that has the healthier approach should dictate how the relationship is run. Mm -hmm. Because they're helping you through, they're helping you into a healthier environment. Which means they're going to now hold you accountable for making them happy as well. It's not just about their, your happiness and your traumatic experiences. It's about all it is and how did they overcome half of their traumatic experiences mm -hmm. to now be the person they are today, you know? But we also, we talked about one side of it, but then there's also the people that never want to deal with their traumatic experiences. But before we move on to that, can I just okay, say go one ahead. thing? Um, the one thing about, you know, living with the traumatic experience, you know, we also meet a lot of people that lead with, their, lead with that. So, you know, they can acknowledge that they had a traumatic experience but yet they don't necessarily want to do the things that they want to do to get kind of to get past the experience. So I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I'm actively dating now, but I've dated men and they would tell me, you know, they'll tell me stories about their past and their traumatic experiences, experiences. But the follow up is weak. Like they'll tell me what they, they can tell me how that shaped who they are currently. But then they won't tell me how that that's going to how how. How that's gonna, how they're gonna do whatever they need to do to kind of get past that. So it's one thing to acknowledge it, and it's, it's a whole other thing to. You can say where it came from, but if you're not doing anything about it, that's an issue as well. So basically, their traumatic experience became a traumatic experience for you, mm -hmm. as opposed to an inspirational story. Mm -hmm. I think where it's big, if you're gonna lead with something that now caused you great pain, I think now you're talking to somebody because you should have sh shown, you should show them. How you tried. Yeah. Like you overcame the fact that there was a great pain and now you overcame it. And now you're ready to date. Mm -hmm. Now you're out on a date. Mm -hmm. And now you're looking for something more. Based on what it is, you know, we can't there's no example, no true example, because every traumatic experience is something it's yeah. yeah, it's something mm -hmm. big for for the necessary person. But at the same time, it's not who the it's not defining you. It mm -hmm. doesn't make you who you are. Mm -hmm. And now if you want anything to make you who you are, make your good times who you yeah. are. You know, make, make things that excite you who you are. Mm -hmm. Make things you're passionate, your purpose, things that, sh that your, your, your inspiration. Mm -hmm. Make that who you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A, tra a traumatic experience is an experience that you want to get over. You want to mm -hmm. get past. You want to, and not forget, but you want to forgive yourself or forgive the people or 
whatever you have to do to actually move to the next chapter of your life. And that segues that goes into your next the next part of the segment, which is having a traumatic experience and not dealing with it at all. Definitely, because you run into those people who are happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. and never really want to talk about anything deep mm-hmm. and never really want to talk about, you know, never want to, like, everything is fun, everything is drinking. And they're everything void is, of emotion. They and, void of, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're void of emotion. They really don't want to deal with anything. And anytime you bring up anything that has any validity or anything that it's has any that depth. serious and you, you going too deep and why we got to talk about that and you, what are you writing a book about me? And, like, it goes on and I on think on. that that's, that's a red flag for people, for a person who really may have some demons and really mm-hmm. don't want to unleash them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's very important to have a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just talked about the people who always having a discussion about it. But now the people that don't have a discussion about it at all, they, they're just as damaged. Yeah, they are. And on the mm-hmm. surface, they come off as the greatest people in the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, they come off as, you know, sweet, he's so sweet, he's so nice, he's so this. And logical, and, and they're easy to get along with. And I don't even know about logical, but they are easy to get well, along with. Well, in a sense, I, like logical when you're void of emotion. I think they laugh a lot. They, like, laugh and crack jokes and, like, always not really, you know, I guess there could be some that have the traumatic experiences, right, and then close up and they're guarded all together. But um, for the most part, it is a person that we're talking about the people who like mask it as like happy go lucky Mm -hmm. and mask it as they really don't have any issues. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We all have the good and we all have the bad. We all get angry. We all sad. Mm -hmm. We all are happy. And it's what you decide to focus on. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that, and I'm not saying they focus on the happiness, but like during times where you could have a, a real strong, intimate discussion. You know what I mean? You're, you're watching, they're laughing at a funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, or you're laughing, you're looking laughing. You're look, watching a movie with somebody and you're trying to connect. And they're like finding a movie that is very like inspirational, funny. Mm-hmm. So it shows that they really don't know how to, where to place their emotions. Yeah. So they are void, like you said, void of emotions in that sense. But they do seem... Before you actually spend a life with them, they do seem like they are good people and they are fun to be around until you get into the nitty gritty of it. And then now you get to see like they really don't want to deal with a lot of things. Well, and I, mean, I think that makes makes for an unhealthy relationship. Agreed. You know, it's when you are when you have had a traumatic experience and you don't and you kind of push it on the back burner. Like we were raised in homes like I know from my experience, I was raised in a home where what happened at home stayed at home. So I, I couldn't really speak about the things that happened at home. So because of that, I was taught very young that, you know, I do what, whatever happens at home stays there and I leave my, my house and no one needs, needs to know what's going on. So I learned from young to suppress my emotions and kind of not have to deal with certain things because if it, if it, if it happened at home, it stayed there. So a lot, I think a lot of people were raised in that type of environment as Definitely. well. So although it's not... I'm not trying to make excuses for it. That's where it stems from. And then, you know, as you get older, then you learn how to... Comp- uh, you, you, what's the word? Compartmentalize. Yeah, comp- compartmentalize. Compart- compartmentalize. <laughs> and you learn how to... Like, that's how you, you, got, you, you navigate through life. And you don't really deal with certain things because in your mind, it's going to get in the way of you actually being productive. Okay. So you learn that, you know, you, to turn it on and off. So until you meet somebody who starts asking you those questions... And either A, you have the answers, or B, you get defensive because you don't have the answers. And then that's when it becomes, it kind of goes into this unhealthy place. Yeah, and then you you get all... And then blame them, and then, you know, you 
make them or attempt to make them feel like they're too overbearing or they're too personal. Or, yeah. And they're just trying to get personal with you. Mm -hmm. So you don't it even becomes know, that. And because you've been turning it on and off your whole life, you don't even know how to even begin. And that's the whole point of also this podcast as well is to kind of give people the, the voice and the language to use because a lot of like we may not always have the answers right and you may not you maybe like some of your trauma may be so so deep down inside that you may not know how to articulate it but it's okay to say that yeah. instead of getting all angry and getting defensive and dismissive and you know feeling away you can just really take us you know be honest with yourself and say you know what that's a really good question i never really took out the time to think about it can i get back to you on that one i mean at the same time when the moment is there and you are in that moment where you're being asked those questions i would say one approach would be jerry's approach but i think the more healthier approach would be stay in that situation and find out with the person I think people are unafraid of doing things collectively. So, yeah, they do have that and they don't have the words. But the person asking the question may have the right question to actually pull out the words. Well, could you, actually, give, an, well, could you give an example? So, like, I'm, so you, you asked me a personal question about... Yeah, your, your household. Yes, And right? you're stuck. And I'm stuck. So... How do you feel about your household? Like, how, when you look at your household, you look back on your household, how do you feel about your household? That would be the question. That would be a, that would be the next question because I already see that you can't like when I'm asking it raw, you couldn't really give a great answer. But then now I'm piecing it. Now we're gonna so pull it, it down, piece, like by piece. piece by piece. But I want to do it with you, which yeah. shows that I care, which shows that I really like. I'm not gonna allow you to just get back to me, or I'm not gonna allow you to escape the moment because these moments are are valuable. Mm -hmm. When you actually in that space where you actually can share something, it's a very valuable moment. And you don't let those things just go, you know, go away. You don't just pass. You, you actually allow yourself to be vulnerable, as you said, and actually stay in the moment and stay in that present time. Because a lot of people say live in the moment, but they're doing it when it's more having a good time versus living in the moment is a spiritual thing all around. So when you have that person that opens something up in you and you feel like you're going to cry, you feel like you're going to get emotional, enjoy it. Enjoy that moment because that's the time to release and that's the time to start your healing process. Well, it's also to, like, yes, you're right. You should break down, the, you can break down the question. But it's also, like, we've spoke about in our, in other podcasts about teaching one another as well. Definitely. So we don't, we get so frustrated because I know that it has been an issue of mine in the past where we, we we're, you're talking to another adult, they can't really break things down. You're like, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? And not necessarily thinking that they mean they may need to be taught something because I'm Definitely. thinking you're an adult like me, you're an equal like like I'm looking at you as an equal. What am I teaching you? Being ignorant, I realizing that I can still teach. You know, Definitely. I may know I may have insight, I may know something that you may not know. I could shed light on something and you know pass on information. And in a situation like this, if you see your partner, your friend, your coworker, or anybody that you come into contact with that's struggling with a certain situation, you could learn how to break things down for them, simple, or instead of asking the broad question, ask them like that same question, but in smaller segments to kind of help them resolve their issues, which I is mean, a good point too. And that, that's the point. We live in a society that says it's okay for us to avoid. Because mm -hmm. we have to respect another person's space. Mm -hmm. And when I think of respecting another person's space, I'm thinking a stranger. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking somebody I don't know. So, therefore, 
Yeah, they, what they do don't really, it has no bearing on me mm-hmm. at that point. So I could kind of like, okay, let up and go about my business. But I can guarantee the interaction won't be the same the next time I see them. Yeah. So we, you know, we're going to be in that space, but I'm not going to wait for them to have the time to say because they're, they're strangers. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I respect it. I'm going to move on. But respecting it just means you're going to get help from somewhere else. Yeah. I'm saying now this is a person that you have a connection with. This is a person that's a partner. This is a person, because we are talking about using traumatic tra- um, trauma as a crutch mm-hmm. and traumatic experience as a crutch. So we're talking about within a relationship, whether it be romantic or a friendship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> you have to invest. Like yeah. you have to invest all you are. So at the same time, if anything that hurts you hurts the whole relationship, mm-hmm. anything you can't get past, the whole relationship stays stifled. Yeah. So you do have to push past if you look at something outside of yourself, mm-hmm. something greater than you. When you join a relationship, it's something greater than you. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when you have those traumatic experiences, lay, lay them on the table. And at the same time, understand that the work, the work you put in is to get past it and to solve it. Mm-hmm. Not to stay in it on the first case we were saying, and not to avoid it on the second case. Mm-hmm. It's to now deal with it and work through it with another person that can actually, <clears throat> excuse me, can actually hold on to all the weight that you, you was carrying. Mm-hmm. Because you you can pick up a couch and it's easier for two people to pick it up. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. They're just helping you pick up your couch and move your furniture around. Mm-hmm. Because we want we want you to look nice and we want you to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And if you can't be unhealthy. T- healthy in relationships that you have when you get out in the world you're going to be very unhealthy yeah absolutely so your whole job your whole reason for having relationships is to enhance us mm-hmm. and to have the support to take on the world because the world can be cruel and the world could can be damning and the world can have a lot of negative with it even mm-hmm. though it has a lot of positive but mm-hmm. you definitely want your sur- the circle surrounding you to be your positive mm-hmm. knowing that yo the, the the biggest thing you can say is I can talk to my friends and my partner about anything and everything. Yeah. There's no secrets between us. Yeah. That is freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, people don't really understand that because they think they got to hold on to something mm-hmm. just in case somebody uses it. Against them. Against They're thinking them. about the negative. But that's freedom yeah. to actually have somebody you actually trust. And if they use that, like I always say, <clears throat> vulnerability is the greatest bullshit detector. Yeah, it is. Somebody's going to use it against you. That... That is something that's a clear indication that they don't need to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they're doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. But if they hold on to it and they actually allow, they actually enhance you with it, they're actually doing you a favor. So mm-hmm. either way, you win. Mm-hmm. You have to have that mentality. The glass is always full. Yeah. Not even half. It's always full. Yeah. And then when you see it as such, you always know when, even when, 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 you're, when you're thirsty, you know you're going to be quenched. Mm-hmm. Why? Because your surroundings is always full. And also, you know, we 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 decide if we're going to be happy or not, you know, so we own that. So if you, you know, go through life and allowing trauma to dictate your mood and dictate your relationships and dictate how you, you know, how you navigate through life, then, you know, know that it's a choice. It's a choice. It's, it's, it's something that you can work through. It's something you can get past. You can help. You can have the loved ones. Like as you said, around you, help you get past it. You don't have to do it alone. It's not something that it's unfortunate that it did happen, but it's something that you can work. You can really leave after you deal with it. You can move forward and really rebuild. Not you could build relationships with the people that you need to build healthy relationships with. Definitely, accountable love is really about understanding that when you join a relationship, nothing is yours anymore. Yeah. Meaning, 
you are you have support. Mm-hmm. And when I mean by nothing is yours, meaning that you don't have an identity, it means you have an identity, but nothing is yours, meaning that you have decided to share a life with other people. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you decided to live and grow with these other people. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you have to let go of the weeds because you can't grow in the weeds. Yeah. Like you really want to blossom into a flower. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you have things hindering you from growing. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we all need pieces because we was actually born with love and belonging as one of our necessities. Mm-hmm. So it's because we weren't born perfect and we weren't born whole mm-hmm. because we need them pieces to now get us to that next level. Trauma is a definite. Yeah. That's why, you know, you hear so many people saying we're born in sin. Trauma is mm-hmm. a definite. Yeah. So you're going to have traumatic experiences. You're going to hear the word no. Yeah. In times you think you share the word yes. Mm-hmm. And that's a simple thing. Mm-hmm. But that's a traumatic experience that's just start of knowing, learning that you have boundaries. Mm-hmm. But when you start understanding that those, those principles and those certain boundaries allow you to be free. Meaning mm-hmm. they show you not necessarily your limitations, but they show you that you, that you have the discipline to be limitless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So those are the things you have to look at. Mm-hmm. And... Having trauma is is a part of life. It's yeah. something that is a part of life. So if you start speaking about it as if it's a part of life and not one big secret. Yeah, then it helps you heal. It, it helps you heal. It helps process. you expose the person yes, who, like, did, it who did it to you. Mm-hmm. You let them know that you didn't they didn't steal something from you. Yeah. They didn't stay for you. Because the biggest thing that they get off with is turning you into them. How many times you hear people talk about how everybody cheats and everybody does this and everybody does that? But you have to know, you have to know that they're saying that because they actually did it or they've been scorned. And that's how you got to look at it. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it to turn, because they lost hope and they lost faith. They're now telling you to lose hope lose and lose faith, faith mm-hmm. because you're gullible for believing the same thing they believe when they let somebody steal their faith. Yeah. And now, they, now they're coming to you and it becomes an epidemic. You start, yeah. You start stealing their faith. They start stealing your faith. Then they go to somebody steal their faith, and before you know it, there's a lot of faithless people running around here doing whatever they want when they want, and creating more trauma. Mm -hmm. So, do you see the cycle? Yeah. At any point where it can, the world can be infested with just negativity. Yeah. If you don't talk about it and find solutions Mm -hmm. to solving those problems that you can't take back, like Mm -hmm. there's things that happen to you that you can't take back. Mm But you see a man lose his legs and join the Olympic, the, the wheelchair Olympics, mm-hmm. join the wheelchair basketball league. Like they stop feeling sorry for themselves and start living life again yep. and start finding things they can do instead of worrying about things they, they can't can do. do. Yeah. So these are the things that you really want to take from this podcast because we want you to really evaluate the type of human being you are. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying you love people and you're accountable for that love, mm-hmm. you're now saying I'm going to give people the, the best of me. Exactly. And then giving people the best of you don't mean that you don't share the worst of you. It means that you share the worst of you, but you use that to actually have solutions to get past that worst mm-hmm. and start looking at world the world in a different place mm-hmm. as, as a heaven or as whatever you believe in, as something positive, as a utopia, whatever, however you want to look at it, that's how you're going to want to now see the world. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you had, you know, Jerry had trauma. I agree with her. We grew up in house I didn't grow up in a household but I grew up in a family where you keep all your secrets because it destroys the family legacy and yeah. the people learn about what we did and things 
Mm-hmm. Like one person did in yeah. the family. Mm-hmm. So like a whole bunch of good human beings are protecting one person that was actually a, or made a bad decision. Or made quite a few bad decisions. Or <laughs> quite a few bad decisions. We're all protecting them. Yeah. You know, it's in-house. Mm-hmm. God forbid you expose that your family member cheated mm-hmm. at a family dinner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're the cheater. Mm-hmm. But you become the bad person. Mm-hmm. And you probably never cheated in your life. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand, uh, we do we do coddle the people that went through traumatic experiences. We don't spend the time to help them. And there's not a lot of people you run into that are real good friends that's going to support you and actually going to tell you. You need to not just move past it. You need to learn from the trauma and actually create a better environment. Yeah, also, so it doesn't duplicate. You know, we're, we're, we're older, we're, we're of age, we have children, we have to teach our children different. Definitely. We have to teach them that they have to speak up. We have to, as much as, you know, this the way the way I look at it is, I shouldn't be doing things at home that I wouldn't want my child to repeat. So that's the standard. So, you know, we need to teach our children that they should be able to repeat the things that go on at home. Definitely. And they should be able to speak up because that's, we wouldn't have to have the Me Too movement and all these things going on because if people were not so afraid to speak up all the time. And we didn't encourage that type of behavior because we're afraid of the backlash. We're afraid of what's going to happen. You know, I think it's really important that we should all, you know, put everything out there and be honest and teach our children to be honest so that we can avoid these family secrets, these years and years and years of secrets of things that really shouldn't be a secret. Because the person that should be exposed is the person doing the wrong. Definitely. And like to, to, to piggyback off what Jerry just said, it is like she said, the Me Too movement, but it's also the fact that, you know, I I don't want to say it and it's my choice to say it, mm-hmm. but you still other people's choices. You can be the voice of reason. You can be the mm-hmm. power. Yeah. It is it is your time because you have the will and the power to, to speak out. Mm-hmm. So you should have a discussion. You should be unafraid. And it's not just your experience. It's something that might have went you might have went through by yourself. But, but other people have went through it probably. Mm-hmm. Some other people have experienced it. And it's time to get help as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So even if your partner can't help you or your friends can't help you, they can now find people that can help you. It's always better to do it in numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's always better to do it with people that are going to support you and people you trust. Mm-hmm. But if you now use that time to now make it something or use it as the crush and make it something that divides you or creates distance or a person doesn't understand, it's going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just want you to start thinking about all the trauma you have and start opening up to the people that you have around you and your support system. And if you really think that you can't open up to them and you can't really have a, a raw discussion and really get past something or gather solution or you think they're going to use it against you, you really need to reexamine or re- rediscover what being a friend and being a partner is. And also really take out the time to really acknowledge your, your triggers and some of the things that may trigger a memory or a feeling or a thought. Like those are things that you need to sit back and think about as well. So when they do arise, you can be ahead of it and be able to speak about it. Definitely. So, yeah, so this concludes our podcast on using trauma as a crutch. And if you want to join the discussion, go to www.accountablelove.com and, you know, give us your input, comment, join the discussion. Show some love. Yes, yes. This is Accountable Love.